This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 91 with guest Patricia Moreno. All links and resources you hear on this podcast can be found by going to yourkickasslife.com forward slash 91. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host. The girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thank you for those of you that wrote us back or sent, shot us an email answering my question from a few episodes ago about what you wanted to see more on the podcast. Your information was so helpful to me. And what we found out is that we don't need to make any changes. So... That's awesome. We're going to continue to do both solo episodes and the interviews. I'll probably continue to do that every other one like I have been. The one thing where actually I got a split where some of you said on the solo episodes, you wished they were longer. And then there were other people who said, I love that they're short. Because, you know, it's like this short little bit of wisdom and I can listen to it when I'm, you know, putting my makeup on in the morning or whatever. And then I listen to your guest ones while I'm in the car and that kind of thing. So I was like, well, (laughs) I like having, you know, the guest ones that are longer and then my solo ones are shorter. I do tend to go off a little bit longer on my solo episodes than actually is on the blog post. And I've kind of wondered about that. And I was like, should I not stray away from just what's written there? Because I know some people would rather read the blog post and some people would rather listen to it. So I think I'm just going to continue to do that. You all get a little bit more of a snapshot into my personal life. I usually tell you a funny story about what's going on over here. And also I tend to kind of go off on tangents and I might give like an extra example that's not in the blog post. I just sort of shoot from the hip and whatever comes ends up happening. So that being said, Thank you for that information. And I have something else that's exciting I'm going to start doing periodically. And it's going to kind of happen whenever y'all send me questions. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start doing listener Q&A. So what I need from you, if you have a burning question, if you are like, I would love Andrea to answer this question. I would love her insight on this. I don't know what to do about this decision. I don't know if this is my inner critic or it's my intuition, like whatever it is. Send me an email and I would love to answer it on the air. I'm very excited to start doing this. I tried to do it on Periscope a couple times. A few of you might have been on there when I was doing that. Not a fan of Periscope. I don't know what it is. I felt like there was just so much pressure and I didn't like it. Sorry, y'all. So I would much rather do this. This makes me excited. This makes me happy to interact with you and get to answer your questions. So shoot us an email, support at yourkickasslife.com. Or if you get any of my email updates, you can just hit reply and it goes straight to that. If you could put listener Q&A in the subject line. Again, that's support at yourkickasslife.com, listener Q&A in the subject line, and it'll go straight to me. And I might need a little bit more information. I'll let you know. And we will absolutely let you know if we're going to use your question when it's going to be on the air. So you're not like, waiting with bated breath for it. So we'll let you know because nobody likes to be left hanging like that. So that's what we have going on. I'm really, really excited. Hopefully I get a few questions and I can answer them in an episode coming up here in a couple of weeks. Moving on to our guest, 
for today. Let me tell you a little bit about Patricia. Patricia Moreno is an award-winning fitness expert, a mindset specialist, and new thought leader. She created the Intensati Method, a workout that combines dance, martial arts, yoga, and positive affirmations that is revolutionizing the fitness industry. She has been featured on the Today Show, in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Oprah Magazine, and many more. Her mission is to help people live a life they love in a body they love. Isn't that great? She just released her latest Intensati workout, Willpower, which is available at satilife.com. I am so excited for y'all to meet her. I was bunkmates with her at Soul Camp and fell in love with this woman, and I think you will too. So without further ado, here is Patricia. Hey there, ass kickers. I am so excited for today's guest. We have Patricia Moreno here. And hey, Patricia, say hi to everybody. I'm so happy you're here. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be here. Hi, everybody. <laughs> my lady ass kickers. That's what I call them. So awesome. You can lovingly refer to them as that as well. And as I already said in the intro, I met Patricia when we were at Soul Camp and you were one of those people. Like, I feel like I mean, not to brag or anything, but like, I feel like I know everybody. And when Terry Cole was like, do you know Patricia Moreno? And I was like, no, she almost fell over. And then I was like, how do I not know who you are? I got home and just binged on your videos. And I just love what you do. I had to have you on the show. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. And I wanted to start with... If you could tell the lady ass kickers your story, because it's an incredible one and how you grew up and the messages you received growing up. Can you tell us about that and how it brought you to do the work that you do now? Oh, definitely. Well, I grew up in California and I'm one of 11 kids. There's eight girls and three boys. That's the same and with I, my mom. How funny is no that? No way. Is yeah, that true? 11 kids, eight girls, three boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's wild. It was the time, big families. You know, my mom really was someone who thought that image was important. Self-image was important. How you looked really mattered. And so every time she would give birth, she would go into this like hyper, got to get thin again mode. And that was like how her life went. So she went from extreme dieting to not dieting at all. And even when she wasn't having kids anymore, she kept that like it was this extreme way of dealing with her weight. And it wasn't about changing and it wasn't about nutrition. It was about losing weight. And she could fast for days, but then she could binge up a storm. And that's what I learned. And by the time I was, I was chubby when I was little, but like a normal kid chubby, right? Like not a big deal. I say that now looking back at pictures. But by the time I was in third grade, I was on a diet. My parents put me on a diet. And I just remember there was a moment where they put me on the scale and their face dropped. Like you could see the reaction like this is not good. And for some reason, I remember I weighed 130 pounds. And, you know, I didn't know what that meant, Mm -hmm. but I knew it wasn't a good thing. And I, I continued to be put on diets all my young adult, young childhood. And so by the time I was 12, I got to 212 pounds. So diets definitely don't work. Mm -hmm. And I was mortified. I felt ashamed. I felt like something was wrong with me. And I felt like my self-worth was really wrapped in to my weight and how I looked because my mom believed it was too. And we have, you know, all these sisters and my sisters were beautiful and thin and amazing. And I wasn't. And I really was 
you know, like confused about that, but also didn't understand because there were no rules in my house really about food other than like, if my mom's on a diet, everybody's on a diet. And if my mom's not on a diet, everybody eats boxes of C's candies and donuts and whatever. And I was going into high school. My older sister took me to a jazzercise class and I walked into the jazzercise class and I was like, Oh my God, this is it. I found my calling, like seriously felt like eureka moment to me. Cause I always wanted to be a dancer mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't, I'm too fat. Like there's just, and you're supposed to start when you're five. For some reason, I thought that was true, right? If you don't start when you're a kid, it's too old. And so by the time I was 13, I'm like, I'm too old. I've passed it. But when I found exercise, I was like, this is kind of like dancing and this is awesome. And I'm good at it and I'm strong. And I started to lose weight and I got really popular really fast. I started teaching when I was in high school and I was like, this is so it Mm -hmm. and still dieting and still managing my weight and my weight would go up and down, but the range was smaller, but like 20 pounds still going up and down. But when I started to realize that exercise wasn't enough to manage my weight, I started binging and purging. I started using diet pills and stronger drugs, anything. My mantra was thin at any cost, like seriously. Mm -hmm. And that was how I lived. And I would exercise up to eight hours a day. But it was interesting because at this time, my career is still booming. I'm being invited all over the world, Japan, Korea, everywhere. I was traveling and teaching classes and in magazines. And I finally got a TV show where I was doing this live workout morning show. It was like, this is it. This is the best job ever. This is the job I've always wanted. I got super ripped and I got the job. And then as always, I wasn't able to maintain that. So I started to gain weight while I was on the show. And after eight months into it or so, the executive producer called me into his office to have a talk about it. Yeah, I knew it was coming. And it was one of those like, it's got to be inevitable. And then it happened. I don't know what he said. He was very nice about it. But it was like, it just blew my cover, really. And I was like, I just did that on national TV. This is not a secret. And I felt like a fraud and I felt like such a loser. And I was like, how could I be failing at this? Why am I failing at this? There really must be something terribly wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, if I'm failing at this and I can diet and I'm failing this and I can work out there's got to be millions of people failing at this because it's not calories in calories out. It's not just about what you're eating and getting on a diet and restricting. And so I said at that moment, that's it. I'm figuring this out. This is what I'm going to figure out. I'm going to figure out why people have the same trouble that I do, that we can't achieve this lasting change. We can't, we just kind of go two steps forward, two steps back in this constant battle and emotional drainage based around the obsession with food and Mm -hmm. all these things. Like, what is this about? I need to find the answer. So I spent really the next year and a half diving into that question. What is the difference that makes, what is it that some people can achieve this like lasting change? And most people can't. Mm -hmm. And in regards basically to weight loss. So I started studying Buddhism and meditation. I was a yoga teacher already, but I started studying more of that yoga philosophy and studying with gurus and life coaches and really frantically looking for information, reading every book on metaphysics and manifestation and blah, 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 blah. And I was excited because all this information was super exciting. You are what you think you are. Your thoughts create your reality. What you think about, you bring about. And I 
thought, okay, that's great information. It sounds super simple, but how come my life's not changing? And I know all this information. Like <laughs> I was hoping you would say that. <laughs> my God. It's like, how many more books do I have to read to get mm-hmm. this to be working for me? There was a moment where I was at a Tony Robbins seminar and I'm marching on the beach with a couple of hundred other people. And he's talking about activating a state and being able to choose a state and we're doing affirmations and all of a sudden we're doing all I need is within me now. We're marching on the beach and I stopped dead in my tracks and it's literally like this download, like what? And then I thought to myself, an exercise class with affirmations. Mm -hmm. That's how you take that information and you make it a practice and it's something you do daily. And it's perfect because affirmations don't work if you're just like saying affirmations and there's no emotional connection and there's no mind body connection to it. It's just like reading the phone book. It doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. So I created the Intensati method, which is that it's what we do is we activate a mindset and we literally train ourselves to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, new neural language so that we understand that it's the narrative thoughts that we do focus on and embody that cause us to do certain things. It becomes our identity. And if we're somebody who's saying, as I was, I'm fat, I have to lose weight. I'm fat. I have to go to the gym. I'm so fat. I'm nobody's going to love me, whatever that is. The thing that I'm affirming is I'm fat. So how can I be fat and thin? How can I be fat and fit? Right? I can't. I have to change how I see myself, my personal self-concept. And through affirmations and through changing our language, we can change that shift so that I can say, I'm healthy. I'm fit. I'm not somebody who binges and purges. I'm not somebody who needs drugs to maintain my weight. I'm someone who is healthy, who loves exercise, who loves movement. I'm someone who's dedicated to living a healthy lifestyle instead of just focusing on the weight loss. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So my listeners know, you've been listening for any length of time, that I am not a huge fan of saying affirmations because my people are smart and they're high achieving and they have tried affirmations, you know, getting up in the morning and saying them in the mirror and their BS meter goes crazy and then they end up feeling worse about themselves. That's like typically what I see happening with affirmations. Mm -hmm. So, but when I have had the experience of doing a live Intensati class, with you and your amazing posse and you guys. Okay. First of all, if you go to yourkickasslife.com forward slash 91, there's links in there to Patricia's stuff. There's also a link in there. You'll see it. It's the intense body experience video where it's a, I think it's like under 10 minutes long from your YouTube channel. Yeah. You can see basically the experience. And if you have the opportunity to do one of Patricia's live classes in Manhattan, right? In New York city. Yes, in New York City. Okay, run to <laughs> one. And I told you this when we were at Soul Camp. My background is in fitness. I have my undergrad in exercise physiology, and I worked on the gym floor as a personal trainer and even at a corporate level for a really great fitness organization. And I left the fitness industry because, you know, much of what you were saying, like I felt like I had very similar, a decently similar story to yours, like, you know, the obsession of the size of my jeans and the number on the scale. And Then I started helping women in personal training and it was woman after woman that would come in and I don't know if it was like my heart was hearing it, but I had one, it was my very last client and she had come in and 
her husband had bought her personal training sessions and they were having some trouble conceiving a baby. And her doctor had told her, if you lost some weight, you might have better luck. And she wasn't overweight. She wasn't overweight by medical standards. And I could tell that her heart was hurting. She had like no sense of Mm. self-worth. She had no self-esteem. She had no self-confidence. And It was beyond the scope of what I was trained at that time to do. Like, I wanted to tell her. I wanted just to... And looking back, like, I wish I would have just sat down with her and said, do you need to tell someone your story and, like, how much you're hurting? But at the time, like, I just threw my hands up and told them that I quit because I could not take Mm -hmm. money from someone who thought that being thin was their answer to happiness. And so that's where I came to be where I am now. And... So when I found out that you have married personal development and fitness, I was like, hallelujah, (laughs) it works. And that's what you were saying. It's like that mind-body connection of, and I didn't know what I was walking into when Rachel D'Alto, our friend, like told me, she's like, oh my God, you have to come to the class. I'm like, okay. So I go there with everybody else at Soul Camp and I was moved to tears, you guys. Like Mm. I was so inspired and the work is so incredible. And, you know, again, this comes from somebody who's like not a huge affirmations fan, but that's the missing piece. It's putting it in motion and really like getting it into the movement of your body and your soul and you say that intensity is a practice of loving yourself as you are and that unleashes your greatness. So mm. can you tell us more about what it is, intensity, and what is your big mission with it? Oh, yeah. I mean, really, what you've said is really shifting. I keep saying every day I'm taking personal responsibility for shifting the fitness industry and the conversation that we're having at the gym. And that exercise is not like take it off of this ridiculous conversation about getting bikini body ready or thinner thighs in 30 freaking days. It doesn't take 30 freaking days. It's a <laughs> lifetime. And this isn't easy. And you've got to like change, but it's worth it. And I think all of these false hopes and these stupid ideas that like your life changes when you lose five more pounds and that's all that matters. Like the body matters, the health matters, our vitality and our physical strength and flexibility and our health, that matters. And all of that is dependent on our mindset. If we're still stressed and criticizing ourselves and hating each other or hating life or trying to get one up on somebody, that mindset itself poisons the blood and causes the stress hormones to go up and causes you to gain weight. So you can exercise all you want and there's not going to be a real change. And that we really teach people this connection between what we're thinking and our results. And you can't hate yourself happy and Uh you can't hate yourself into success. You can't hate yourself Thinner. You can't hate yourself into happier anything. It just, you know, hate just breeds hate, but love breeds love. And so when you start to understand that love is literally the, the absence of criticism and judgment, it's the absence of it. And so if you want a body that you love, you have to love your body starting as it is. You have to love it in the condition it is. You have to love it. You have to love it into that stronger, healthier, and happier state. It has to be an act of love. And the act of love comes from what are you saying? Like, what's your perspective? What are you seeing? And how are you interpreting that? And learning to be the boss of your mind and or the master of your mouth, what goes in and what comes out, right? It takes both of those. You need to be able to master the words that you're using and how you're speaking to yourself and others, but also what's going in. I mean, obviously you have to manage what are you putting in your mouth as well. But to really remember that 
it has to come from self-acceptance and love and a willingness to change, not just diet to get to this number on the scale, but you have to be willing to change inside so that the outside can become a transformation and not just a short-term projection of some diet that you went on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And this, that's a, you know, speaking of, you know, what you say to yourself and what you say about yourself to other people. You had a podcast that I loved and the title of it is Turning Your Inner Critic into Your Inner Coach. And we talk a lot over here at Your Kick-Ass Life about the inner critic. So can you tell us about how someone might turn that inner critic voice into their inner coach? Yeah, I mean, that's great. It's like, I say it in a few different ways, but you have like these two voices. We all have these two voices. One is the voice of fear, which is the inner critic, right? It's just fear. It's fear-based thoughts. Don't do that. You shouldn't do that. It's never going to be good enough. You're not good enough. Mm -hmm. And then you have the inner coach who really can talk you into like, no, it's okay. One step. Progress is the name of the game. Let's just take care of one thing today and let's just move forward. You'll feel better if you do this, not worse. So the way that we can distinguish who is it that we're hiring. Like you got to tap into how you feel. Now, most of us don't want to feel because we don't like feeling bad or we don't like feeling fear or guilty or ashamed or sad, but we have to remember that there's no good or bad emotions. All emotions are giving you information. They're just feedback. It's just feedback. Amen. And the more sensitive we get, we say, oh my gosh, I feel a little scared or I feel a little sad or I'm starting to feel stressed to stop and just go, whoa, okay, I'm going in the wrong direction. This feeling is not a punishment. It's actually access to a shift. We get inspired to change through pain. We don't get inspired to change through mm-hmm. when things are good. So we want to acknowledge that. We want to be excited about that. Be like, "Uh uh-oh, this is my opportunity to stop and just look at what is it that I'm saying to myself that's causing me to feel this way and start to investigate it. Write it down, like get it out of your head on a piece of paper or talk back to it and say, I hear you fear. I hear you. I know you're trying to save me. I know you're trying to protect me, but I'm a big girl and I'm not taking your advice today. You can come along and I know you always come along. I'm not saying you even have to leave. We can be friends, but I'm not taking your advice. You do not get to tell me what to do. And we're moving forward anyway. You got to fire that coach. Girl, we're speaking the same language. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I love that. And that's what I, that's curiosity. It's just like getting really curious about what you're saying to yourself. But I always tell people a step further and what are the beliefs around that? Like, what are you making up about that voice that's saying, you're never going to get out of this debt. You're never going to find the right partner. This relationship's going to fall apart as well. So I always say like, you're making up a story around that about Mm. yourself. Like, what are you making up about you? And then just get curious about that. And then I love too, that you encourage people to acknowledge the voice and step aside. Because what I hear people say is, oh, I told my inner critic to shut the up. And I'm like, okay, settle down. (laughs) (laughs) I love your passion, but let's like, that is a part of you and like have some compassion for all those parts of you. Cause you said it like it's fear and it's trying to protect us. You know, I'm using air quotes over here because uh-huh. it wants us to say safe because, you know, those feelings are difficult. Shame and, and, you know, humiliation and anger. They're difficult. Most of us like would rather not go down that path, but it is all information. It's all information. And you guys, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's totally easy, girl. Just- <laughs> 
Yeah. I still have to stop myself. And, you know, if I'm in a moment of panic about parenting or my marriage or something like that and just, okay, I'm going to get curious about that. And sometimes it takes my friends pointing out that perspective Mm -hmm. to me. And, you know, we talk a lot over here about being intentional about the people you surround yourself with. Because you could, that's another thing too. It's like, are you surrounding yourself with people that will collude with you? Exactly. collude with your inner critic. I just actually posted something on my Instagram page. It says, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Mm-hmm. It's so perfect. So if you want to be happier and healthier, you got to start modeling people that are doing it right and get curious about what are they doing and how are they doing it instead of jealous or instead of, oh, they can do it. I could never do that. Like mm-hmm. if or they can do you it, you're crazy. Can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or telling you you're crazy. Like look around and notice who you're hanging out with and see if you can upgrade not a great, like obviously we have our friends and our family, but you can like get into communities where people are really doing it well and healthfully and, you know, podcasts like yours and, you know, get the information in your mind so that you can add something to the recipe that is you that you can pull from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You know, speaking of people that you surround yourself, and I, I was around you when we were over at Soul Camp, and I'm sure I'm not the first person that's told you this, but like you're one of those people that just walks into a room and everyone takes notice and you have confidence. It seems to come out of your pores. So what do you attribute that from? I know oh. that's like the simplest question ever no, asked, right? Not. How do you do it? <laughs> you know, I have worked a lot on that. I actually have tools that I do. I rarely just walk into a place without, unless it's like, I don't know, you know, even in soul camp, you're like surrounded by all these people. You don't know, you got to sleep with everybody. You got to hang out and eat with everybody. Like it can be nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. And whether it's, I'm going to teach or I'm going to go do a talk or I'm going to go to a party. Like I take a moment and I have a quick meditations or prayer or breath work to pump up my aura or, you know, might sound strange, but just taking that moment to settle in and be like, Let's get yourself aligned, especially if I'm feeling nervous or, you know, I saw those, do I look as good as she? Am I getting too old? Am I like in the right space? Like, should I be here? Like those things still come up and I've been doing this for so long. But to me, that means I care, right? That means I care and I can pause and I can say, you know, let's bring your best self forward in this conversation. Like brighten yourself up, comb your hair, throw your shoulders back. And look people in the eye and smile and be the one that people want to hang out with, you know, mm-hmm. like exude that confidence because you really do like being where you are and focus on what you like and all of that stuff. It just, it's that taking that pause and being intentional about it instead of letting the fear go, ah, oh, do I fit in or comparing yourself with other people? I mean, there's always, you'll always find the answer to how come I don't fit in or how come somebody looks better than me, but you'll always find the answer to, ah, what can I bring to this table or how can I bring the light or the joy or the fun here today and really make it conscious. I love that. And that's what I want people to walk away with today. And that's your challenge, lady ass kickers, to go out and do that. Because the other part that you were saying, you know, like the talking crap to yourself and comparing and the doubting, like that's easy because like, let's be honest, we're all used to that. Like, <laughs> yeah, got plenty of experience there. So the other part being intentional and just the simple looking someone in the eye and smiling, like that's your challenge for this week, everybody. So try that one on for size. Love it. So talk to us about the power of the mind. You say we all have the power to change our life if we change our mind. Yeah, it's so powerful. You know, it sounds so simple. And I think it's been so oversimplified. I mean, it is simple, but it's not easy. 
because we're all programmed. And so many teachers say, you know, you've been programmed by the time you're six. My teacher says 11. By the time you're 11, you have most of the programs that you're going to use for your whole life. And if you don't start investigating those programs, you really do just live out your parents' life, one or the other, because that's the information you've gotten. You're trying not to be them or you are being them. So when you get older, you have to start remembering that some of those are outdated and they need to be upgraded. And if you're not liking how life is turning out, you have to start looking at how you are, how you're seeing life or how you're reacting to life. And instead of reacting, you have to start intentionally sowing seeds of the life that you want to live. And so focusing, I always say there's two ways to look at life. One from what you don't want. I don't want to be fat. I don't Mm -hmm. want to lose that job. I don't want to lose that relationship. I'm so worried it's not going to work out or what I do want. So when someone comes to me stressed and they're like, I don't want this to happen. I said, well, what do you want to happen? What's the best case scenario instead of the worst case scenario? How can you start to imagine if there's nothing in your future, you have to give your attention to the future that feels compelling and exciting and inviting that will call you forward to change in this present moment so that you can birth yourself to be that future self. And there's so many ways to do it. There's, you know, as we know, meditation, there's intensity, there's there's hanging around people that already do this well. But I find that the most important thing is to take that time to when something's not working out to write it down. And I know it sounds so simple, but I know most people don't ever do it to literally put pen paper, Mm -hmm. sit down. How do you, if I'm worried about this, how do I want it to work out? Write it out in the present tense. Like it's already been done. Like you're telling somebody what it is that already happened and put color and flavor and smells and literally birth that. So when we feel something and we see it in our mind, what we're doing is we're programming our subconscious mind because consciously we can all say yeah I want to lose weight yeah I want to be stronger yeah I want to be smarter and faster and richer and but that's only five percent of our capacity the subconscious is the 95 percent that's the program that's the place where things have to happen that are already programmed in the subconscious so if you can start to do that and write out the scenario you do want and what kind of feelings do you have when you're already there and what does it feel like to be there or when have you felt that in the past and take that time like especially right before before you go to bed, one minute, put yourself in a relaxed state and envision and feel it as if it's already done. And the more often you do that, the more you start to remember that this is really who you are. There's a part of you already that already is this. And you're just giving more attention to that versus attention to your fears and what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love that. So I had a coach, I think we worked together back in 2012. And every time we would get on the phone together, the very first question that she asked me was, tell me what's working. And that could be, you know, in any area of my mm. life. And it's funny, there was one t- we had many calls together. And there was one time where I was like, I am not going to tell you what's working. I'm going to tell you all the things I'm mad about. It's just like I needed to purge it. And we Mm -hmm. had a good laugh about that. But what ended up happening is that I knew she was going to ask me that same question every time we got on the phone. So I would prepare myself for it. And, (laughs) And then like... I think that that was kind of the whole point is that she was trying to train me to focus on the things that were working, focus on the things that I did want in my life in order to get what I wanted. And I tell you what, like Gina Gabellini, hurts her name, leaps and bounds in the beginning of my business by working with her. And actually what you described sounds a little bit like, have you ever heard of prey rain journaling? 
No, what is? If you Google it, a colleague of mine, Jeanette Mott, has a blog post, and usually her blog post comes up first when you Google it. There's this old folktale story around it, which I will botch, so I'm not going to say <laughs> what, <laughs> what it is about praying for rain. And it's an old folktale, but basically, what you do is you get a journal and you write out your goals as if they've already happened. Mm. So if you want to run a marathon and, you know, do it in like three hours, like I don't even know if that's humanly possible, but you write something like the marathon was earlier today and it was so amazing and the sun was out. I crossed the finish line and I made my time and you talk about the feelings and emotions you had around it. Mm. So like, that's the point is like getting you into that feeling of what it feels like to actually have that. And I did that for a while. Like I wrote about my marriage. I wrote about my business. I wrote about my book deal. I wrote about, I was newly in recovery at the time for, I got sober and it worked. <laughs> I can't, I haven't done it in a long time, but that's what it sounds like. It's about really tapping into the feelings and emotions around it. Cause that's awesome. Like that's way better than, Oh my God, what if it doesn't work? And what if it falls apart? It's like, well, it might not, but isn't it feel so much better to think about what if it does? Yeah, so much. I mean, when I was, I was, uh, when I first learned the power of this, I was 12 and my dad was really into the power of the mind. And he took me to my first workshop when I was probably like 12, 13, it was called silver mind control. And it was about being able to program yourself, put yourself into a deep, deep, relaxed state and program yourself so that you could have this kind of success. And I got really sick around that time. And I was had a bone marrow disease and I was in the hospital and the doctors didn't know what it was and why they couldn't stop the infection. And the infection was going close to my heart. And I'd already been in the hospital for two weeks. And so they were saying that the next day they were going to go do exploratory surgery and possibly amputate because it was just getting too life-threatening. And so the night before the surgery, my dad came to my room and everybody had gone home and he sat by my bed and he had me close my eyes and he took me into a guided meditation, which of course I had no idea what he was doing at the time, but, and he had me imagine this army of men marching into my arm and we saw what they were wearing and we saw the things they were holding pails and shovels and they were just, you know, we went into the whole picture and marched them in and they cleaned out the infection and they marched the infection out and they patted the arm back so that it was perfect. And then the next morning, literally the infection was gone and I didn't even remember that story really until much later when I was doing a yoga certification and they kept trying to like retract my shoulder blade and get me to do downward facing dog. I was like, what? I'm very skilled. I know how to retract my shoulder blade. And I realized <laughs> that my left arm was about two and a half inches shorter than my oh, right. Wow. That information just like flooded back. And it was so at the time when I was creating intensity, like the power of the mind and how the effect of it is so powerful and that we have this tool, we have it, but we have to exercise it and we have to master it. It's not just something that's just, I mean, it's there. We use it all the time. We have the skills. We just have to use it for the positive instead of the negative. It's not what we're not doing. We are already doing it. We just have to do it consciously. Mm-hmm. Tweet that, everybody. <laughs> you just have to do it consciously. Yes, I love that. I have one last question for you before we wrap it up. And it's a question that I love to ask people that I interview. And it's, what surprises you about the work you do with women? I think that they get so surprised at how powerful they really are. Right. They come and they're like unsure and I don't know and I can't and it's so hard. Like 
like so many of us. But then when they start to like make these changes and they start to experience the power that they have to change their life and how they get so surprised by it and it has them light up and how just that is like the biggest facelift, Botox, (laughs) surgery thing that Mm -hmm. can happen. Like when someone lights up and has that level of confidence and feels empowered and that it doesn't take that much to tip it, but it takes consistency. But how surprised people are by it, by their own strength and by their own power to make change in their lives when they really tune in and put it into action. And it's beautiful. I love it. I love it. And I I love what you've created with Intensati. And I have a huge dream that, you know, what you're doing and and even things like SoulCycle and just that whole, like bringing this into the fitness industry, I hope it becomes like a trend and like the new (laughs) fitness craze that stays around for decades and decades and decades because because the world needs more of this. And again, if you guys have the opportunity to go to one of your classes and I know you have a lot of certified Intensati instructors, but Mm -hmm. just even the connection alone that you feel with other people there and there might be some tears, but definitely the human connection, which we all need more of in our life. Run out and go if you can catch a class. So Patricia, tell everyone where they can find you and where you want them to go to get more of you. Awesome. Sati Life, S-A-T-I life, L-I-F-E dot com. There's courses, there's workouts. I just released a new workout video called Willpower. And if you go and you can sign up on the site, you can get it for free for a week. So it'd be awesome for you guys to try that. It's a great way to just get a taste of what I do. I'm also going to be doing a retreat in Mexico. If you want a week immersion in April 24th through 30th, you can also sign up on the website. And if you want to teach in Tensati, of course, April 1st second is the next one coming up, but there's many up on the website. You can see which date works best for you. It's a two-day training and it's all focused on activating self-love and we have different series for the different chakras and you can do it for yourself as a personal training or if you want to teach, we need an army of people out there actually teaching this class to make it really an impact that is positive. Oh, don't tempt Patricia. <gasps> that would be, oh my God. I thought about it when we were at Soul Camp because I still have such a love for the fitness industry. And then when I went and did that class, I was like, oh, oh my God. I should go back to fitness. And then I'm like, okay, is this realistic? And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm oh not saying the never. The fact that you just said it, I am not letting you off the hook. Oh I'm going God. to like, keep like <laughs> whispering in your ear. There's a training in your area. There is? There's one here? No, I'm going to tell you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, keep I'm me gonna in the like, loop. Not that, I, not that I would hate to go to New York. <laughs> you'd be amazing. Okay, I would be amazing so- at it. Like, you know. <laughs> yes, amazing. Uh, amazing. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, thank second. you again for being here. And everyone run out and go to Intensati. And all the show notes are at yourkickasslife.com forward slash 91. Everything that we talked about in this podcast is there. And until next time, I will see you all out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. 